So, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development with Tactics Podcast. Today, we are once again going to go through Breath by James Nestor. N-E-S-T-O-R. If you wonder how to write him. As you can see, there is no fucking camera because I'm still having certain issues with... Uh, um, I don't know, drivers... Whatever it may be, I actually really do not fucking know, and it's it's nuts. It's uh, interesting, you know. I wonder why, to be honest. But it is what it is, anyway. Um, still, I am gonna definitely make that bigger, bigger and juicier, and and whatnot, so that it is a bit easier and nicer, mostly to read. Um, this is what we've read. For every 10 pounds of fat loss in our bodies, 8.5 pounds of it comes out through the lungs. And I've seen that before, and I really heavily doubt that, but I'm gonna get to the point. Most of it is carbon dioxide mixed with a bit of water vapor. The rest is sweated and urinated out. This is a fact that most doctors, nutritionists, and other medical professionals have historically gotten wrong. The lungs are the weight-regulating system of the body. Page 75. So the thing is, if this was indeed, you know, this may actually indeed be the case. I don't know. I don't know the literature. I don't know the studies, and I don't know the facts, but I have seen it before. It kind of boils down to the exact same thing, as far as I do remember, because um, I probably would have changed something. I probably would kind of not do any cardio or at least combine it with breath work, if it really did help with body composition and stuff like that. I really would have just, you know, incorporated it into my daily life, into my daily routine. I would have done something about it. But I think the point was that... Um, you still have to do shit, you know? It, it's not that you are breathing like shit and, and you're gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, no, not really. On the other hand, um, if you think about... Um, if you think about exercising, and when you're exercising, you're breathing a lot. So there may actually be indeed a correlation, but I do not really know. So for a healthy body, over-breathing or inhaling pure oxygen would have no benefits, no effect on oxygen delivery to our tissues and organs, and could actually create a state of oxygen deficiency, leading to relatively suff- what? Leading to relative suff- suffocation. Oh, in other words, the pure oxygen, the pure oxygen a quarterback might have between plays, or that a jet-lagged traveler might. Sh- shell out $50 for at an airport oxygen bar. I didn't actually know that there is something like an oxygen bar, nor uh, that football players are actually consuming this. Um, but yeah, are of no benefit. Inhaling the gas might increase blood oxygen levels 1% or 2%, but that's KXO gen will never make it into our hungry cells. We'll simply breathe it back out. As I cranked the pedals harder and faster, I forced myself to breathe softer and slower. This felt stifling and claustrophobic, like I was starving my body of fuel, until I checked the pulse oximeter. Once again, no matter how slowly I breathed or how hard I pedaled, my oxygen levels held steady 
at 97%. Um, which is the bare minimum as far as I remember. There is like a threshold of, you know, a minimum that you should have. I think as far as I remember, being below 97, you would have to get oxygen. Um, when just, you know, being delivered into the hospital by paramedics and stuff. I realized that breathing was like rowing a boat. Taking a silly and short and stifled strokes will get you where you're going, but stay pale in comparison to the efficiency and speed of fewer longer strokes. One thing that every medical or freelance pulmonary I've talked to over the past several years has agreed on is that just as we become a, just as we become a culture of overeaters, we also become a culture of overbreathers. Most of us breathe too much and up to a quarter of the modern population suffers from more serious chronic overbreathing. I actually want to google that overbreathing if this is actually indeed a thing. Hyperventilation. So why is overbreathing negatively affecting your health? Hmm. Exerciserights.com.au From the 30th of August. Their year is apparently unknown. But did you know overbreathing not only negatively affects our ability to perform exercise optimally, but also contributes to many alignments including anxiety, asthma, insomnia, heart problems, fatigue and poor concentration. The first step to overcome chronic overbreathing is to make the change from mouth to nasal breathing. When breathing volume is too great, the natural tendency is to open your mouth to draw more air into the lungs. This is counterproductive. However, the oxygen advantage written by Patrick blah 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 states that habitual overbreathing leads to a reduction in carbon dioxide in the blood, impaired release of oxygen from the red blood cells, mouth breathing and underutilization of the gas nitric oxide, and so on and so forth. I think um, uh, I don't really know if this is a thing. I don't. I am most often really against stuff like, okay, you know, I found this new thing and, and we've always gotten that wrong and everyone has gotten that wrong on one hand. On the other hand, it may actually indeed be the case and may actually indeed also be the case that with just, you know, the whole breathing thing, um, that we have gotten it wrong and shit, but I really kind of doubt it. Sadopak developed his own training methods to give himself an edge, had runs as fast as he could, holding um, his breath, take a few huffs and puffs and then do it again. It was an extreme version of Budieko's method, but uh, Satopek didn't call it voluntary elimination of deep breathing. Nobody did. It would become known as hypoventilation training. Hypo, which comes from the Greek for under, as in hypodermic needle, is the opposite of hyper. So hyperventilation and hypoventilation, um, meaning over. The concept of hypoventilation 
um, training was to breathe less. Over the years, subtopic approach has widely derived and mocked, but he ignores the critics. At the 1952 Olympics, he won gold in the, in the fifth, uh, 5,000 and 10,000 meters. On the heels of his success, he decided to compete in the marathon and event he had neither trained for uh, nor run in his life. He won gold. He would claim 18 world records for Olympic golds and silver over his career. He would later be named the greatest runner of all time by Runner's World magazine. This, by the way, is from page 94. So I do think uh, I may indeed have to do a bit of research about hypoventilation. And um, I'm then going to present it to you. But up, 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 up until then, I'm going to see you the next time. So, bye-bye.